is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. And guess what, guys? Another weekend, another Mulberry Lane show. Okay, guys, so happy you're here with us this weekend. And if you've listened for any period of time, you know, periodically we have some theme shows. And we've done a show based around country music, around rock, singer-songwriter, and even jazz. And this weekend is Fish Fest. So this show features Christian artists playing at Fish Fest. And Fish Fest is in Bellevue. It's going on all weekend. It's at Falconwood Park. Okay, sisters, let's get to the guests. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, first up today, it's the front dude, John Cooper, of the multi-platinum Christian rock band, Skillet. You make me Now you guys are going to get a behind-the-scenes look at this band, how they've kept things together for over 20 years, how they make it work on stage and off, and also a unique look at how they fit in the Christian music world, being a rock band that likes to push the boundaries. You'll hear the first half of the interview this week. We had a long, very cool chat with John, so next weekend you'll hear the second part. So get pumped for John Cooper from Skillet this weekend and next. Turning it up to 11. Who's next, Allie? Well, next we have four-time Grammy nominee, multiple ASCAP Christian Music Songwriter Artist of the Year winner, and the New York Times calls him a vivid and compelling songwriter with impressive approaches to the familiar. We're really happy to bring you today Matthew West. I know I'm not strong enough to be everything that I was supposed to be. I give up. I'm not strong real about how he had to overcome an obstacle in his life. He made it his mission then to tell other people's stories of struggle and triumph. A very poignant interview today with Matthew. And if you're going through anything difficult in your life, you'll find comfort and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Sisters, who's next? Okay, well, bringing down the curtain today is Chad Madsen of the group Unspoken. Start a fire in my soul, fan the flame and make it grow. So is a chart-topping Christian band, and they have a lot of diverse musical influences, and they also like following their muse into different genres. But our favorite part about this band is they are harmony-driven. Interesting note, his mom used to sing with her three sisters. So So how could we not like this dude? (laughs) That's right. 
And you can catch Unspoken this weekend at Fish Fest. And Chad also shares with you today how he overcame drugs and his addictions and turned his life around for the better. So gear up for that. All right. Okay, well, we're just about to kick it into high gear here. But sisters, wait a second. I got to tell you something cute about what Clover said this week. Okay. Lay it on us, Allie. Okay. Both Clover and Luke are really into fidget spinners, like all the kids everywhere right now. Who isn't, right? We ate out on Wednesday night. We walked into a restaurant and Clover said, Mom, there's fidget spinners on the ceiling. And I looked up and there were ceiling fans. (laughs) (laughs) Someone should make a fidget spinner ceiling fan. That's a great idea. (laughs) So now next time you walk in a room with a ceiling fan, you know what you're going to be thinking. I love it. Well, next up, we know you're going to be fans of this dude after you hear his interview. John Cooper of the band Skillet. That's right. Yes, our show today focuses on the Christian genre. So you got to keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show where every musical journey is respected. Keep it right here, guys. We'll see you in a second. Yes, and our show is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, Skillet is known for their rock-edged Christian music, and recently their song Monster was named the biggest digital single in the history of Christian music. Now, this, along with multiple Dove Awards and Grammy nominations, has made Skillet one of the most popular bands in their genre. Now, John Cooper, with the band, is stopping by your weekend to chat all about the music and their upcoming gig at Fish Fest in Bellevue this weekend. John Cooper from Skillet on the show. Today he's gonna fill it with music. Here we go. Okay, that is the first time I've ever been sung onto the air. I feel good, I feel special. Awesome! Good to have you here. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so let's start with what can people expect from the concert this weekend? I guess what they can expect, usually people always talk about Skillet's energy. Uh, I think that we're apparently quite energetic on stage because that's what all the reviews always say and that's people tweet me wow there's a lot of energy you guys are crazy uh i guess that that's true i i guess we put a lot of passion into the show but for me it's all about the music and a concert okay. is all about an experience you know with the crowd and you're all kind of caught up in a moment together and try to give the crowd as much as i can i want them to you know come back again sure <laughs> come back and buy another ticket next time so you know i think that's what people are going to expect so now Skillet has been around for a while, and you are the only original member. So talk about how you keep the cohesiveness and the sound. Well, let's see, my wife, Corey, and I have been in the band together for 20 years. Okay. So she came on almost at the very beginning. We've always written all the music and, I think, formed the sound of the band. And, of course, it's going to change when you get new people in. Everybody's going to have a little bit of their own flair. But really, kind of the skin and bones of the band is always going to kind of be what me and Corey are creating. Uh-huh. But there is always a flair. You know, when Seth, uh, our guitar player, came in, he's been with us for about seven years now, almost eight. You know, when he came in, he had a different flair on his guitar. So he's kind of quite a lead guitar player. And we began to make more room for him to kind of do that. And then, of course, J. 
Jen, our drummer, she's been with us for almost 10 years now. Uh-huh. Uh, when she came on, we kind of made room for her to sing a bit. So the sound, it kind of evolves as you make room for people. But in terms of the songwriting and the sound, that is me and, and my wife. That has been the consistency through the years. So now, how did that work with fans? Because they would get used to certain members and the sound you know, would tweak throughout time. So how did that work with the fan base? Yeah, you know, it does, you know, change. I remember thinking, especially we had a guitar player that had been with us for about 10 years. You know, he was a very much a part of our social media, and, and people really loved Ben, and we got along great and all that. It's not easy, you right. know, because sure. people, they do get attached, which is, is cool. But uh-huh. I think kind of the heart of the band, the personality of the band, who we are, has never changed. That's always stayed consistent, and that probably comes from me being kind of the, the front man, the, the, the songwriter. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's right. So I think that's why we've been able to hold on to our fans for so long. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now talk about how you and Corey, you're married, you have kids, you have this band, you know, you must be together 24-7. So how do you make yes. that all work? It's definitely quantity time. It's not quality time. It's like always together, always in the bus with you know twelve other people, and uh, we have two kids that have been on tour with us since they were born. Okay, and they are let's see, fourteen and twelve now. It's lived our lives on the road. We just had to kind of get in a good routine and figure out how to have great small moments, you know, and and what that means is that it's going to be a busy day. Everyone's going to be around, so you have to kind of force yourself to somehow, you know, go to Starbucks for a little while. Go to Target, you know. That's our most romantic date, go to Target (laughs) shop. Uh, I feel you on that one. That's not a bad date, honestly. It's not, you know, especially on the road. You're like, all right, got to get laundry detergent and this and this. We, you know, we do that, and and you just talk about what you need to talk about. So you got to wear different hats. Like, there might be times so I'm talking to Corey and I say, okay, we need to have a talk. And this isn't your husband talking. This is your business partner talking. Right. Because you can say different things to a business partner than you can to a wife or a husband. Right. You know? So you kind of... And you receive you it differently if it's your spouse versus, you know, somebody looking out for the business end of things. Absolutely. You know, you don't tend to be as defensive. You go, right. okay, let's have that talk. And so I'm not saying that we haven't made mistakes. I made tons of them for the first you know, 12 years. And since then, I've gotten a little bit better, I think. Uh-huh. Right. Hey, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. John Cooper with Skillet is here chatting about life on the road. Now, do you feel like a big part of your music has brought a new audience to Christian music? I hope so. You know, I, I definitely have considered Skillet to be a little bit of a band that kind of bridges, yeah, rock and Christian music yes. together. I um, agree. Yeah, good. And I think that it's important on both ends to tell you the truth because, you know, there's a lot of really great Christian music out there, and not all of it is preachy or churchy or whatever you want to call it. You know, like Skillet is not. And I think it's kind of a disservice to rock music in general to say, you know, you can't talk about spiritual things, you can't talk about God. I mean, that goes all the way back to the beginning of rock and roll. Uh, whether people were actually Christians or religious, they still were talking about spiritual things. I mean, look at the 60s and the 70s, right. and uh, my favorite bands, this felt very spiritual. Yes, and Kansas and Fleetwood Mac, and even Zeppelin, you know, very spiritual and stuff, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it might not be religious. So, 
I think it is good to talk about things that matter in music. And when I think it's been good for rock and roll, this might sound cheesy to some people, but when I was growing up, I moved in the 80s, and it was the heyday of sex, drugs, rock and roll. But I never really knew about the sex and drugs part. I just liked the music. I never listened to Metallica and thought, yeah, this is about, you know, getting high and... Uh, yeah, orgies. That never crossed my mind. And nor do I actually think Metallica's music was that much about it. I don't know what their music was about. It just was awesome. Right. So I, I kind of feel like making it only into this box of sex, drugs, rock and roll is a disservice to rock music in general. Uh-huh. And then on the other side, I think that Christians have been way too stiff-necked and way too just proud in, in our own bubbles to kind of get out and be normal, you know, like have some friends that aren't just like you, you know, and and be friends with an atheist that thinks that religion is stupid. I've got tons of friends that think that religion is dumb, and we're we're really close, and Uh there's nothing wrong with that. It's just their opinion, you know. I think it's a good thing for both ends, I hope. Okay, so now how does this inform your writing? Because you want to cross bridges, but not cross lines. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me... I just try to write songs that I believe in and something that moves me. I will say when Skillet first started, our lyrics were you know, more overtly Christian. Okay. You know, they were a bit more something people would hear. And, and whether they knew it was Christian or not, they might not understand what it was about. Okay. And I, I specifically wanted to get away from that because I never wanted to write music only for religious people. I just wanted to be broad. I was like, you know, I want to write songs about having a good day or being in love or mm-hmm. being mad at the one I love <laughs> <laughs> or playing video games, you know, or write about the war that's going on. Write about September 11 and how much it sucked or finding out, you know, just this week, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, suicide. Just so bummed me out. I want to write a song about that. And uh-huh. It doesn't have to be spiritual. And sometimes, you know, we get flack from the Christian music side that says that, you know, Skillet's not really Christian anymore because they never say Jesus, you never know what they're talking about, or it could be about Jesus, but it also could be about a girl, and, and I personally think that's really cool, and I kind of ignore all the different sides of saying what I should do, and I write what I believe, and so far, our fans have, you know, responded, and they, they uh-huh. stuck with us. I love it. Got to take a quick break. John Cooper from Skillet will be back next weekend where you can continue to be a part of this musical chat. Up next, singer-songwriter, multiple Grammy nominee, Matthew West. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. I feel it deeper than it's just beneath the skin. I must confess that I feel like a monster. I hate what I've become. The nightmare's just begun. I must confess that I feel like a monster. stories behind the songs back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane well with almost too many awards to mention but we're going to anyway they include four grammy nominations several ASCAP songwriter artist of the year awards dove and billboard awards along with writing songs for rascal flats scotty mccurry and michael w smith well matthew west continues to tell his story and yours too Now, if you're familiar with Matthew, you know he collected thousands of stories from his fans and turned them into songs. You can be part of this story at Fish Fest this weekend in Bellevue. But first, hear all about Matthew, his music, and his mission. Matthew West on the show. Storytelling, here we go. Yeah, yeah. 
That was awesome. <laughs> thank you. I love it. Ah, great to have you with us. Yeah, thank you. I mean, now I'm in a good mood after hearing you guys sing. That was really cool. So thanks for having me on your show today. Absolutely. So now first, let's just start. What can people expect from the concert this weekend? <laughs> it's definitely a high-energy show. My band and I, you know, we rehearse relentlessly just to kind of create a real one-of-a-kind live experience. I think a lot of times people might get an assumption when they hear, okay, he's a singer-songwriter, you know, he's probably going to stand up there with his acoustic guitar and play acoustic songs or whatever, you know, and yeah. um, that's always a part of what I do. I'm a storyteller at heart, mm -hmm. but when it comes to our live show, definitely high energy, you know, hopefully laughing one minute, crying the next. I'm pretty much a goofball, too, <laughs> so I don't really take myself too seriously, so uh, hopefully people will walk away just feeling like they had the time of their life. That's awesome. Now, you have touched countless lives with your music and your story, but, you know, your life was kind of changed with the story of your life project. You received thousands of stories from your fans, so how did that impact your approach to music at that point? That was a game changer for me. To back up just a bit before that, where I actually came up with the idea to collect people's stories, I went through a, a pretty tough chapter in my own personal story, having lost my voice and damaged my vocal cords, and I had to have surgery on my vocal cords, and at the time, the doctors basically warned me that there was a good chance my singing career was going to be over, uh -huh. and it was during the recovery from that throat surgery, I did some real soul searching, and you know, to be honest, went through a pretty serious bout of depression, you know, mm -hmm. just being super bummed out. Well, your identity is so tied up in your music and your voice and what you had been that's doing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's been a big part of my journey, coming full circle to realize, you know what, I believe my life is bigger. My identity is not only found in, in my music, you know, and, and I had to sort of let go of that because the reality was there was a chance I might never sing again. And yeah. so I had to kind of go, okay, God, do you still have a plan for me even if my voice is gone? Well, through that season, you know, I felt like... God put it on my heart in all seriousness that he was going to give my voice back to me, but that he would use my voice to give a voice to other people. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time, but it was very specific. And so, so I wait, wait, was this up. just something you felt? I would spend long hours up in my music room just by myself because I was recovering from that surgery and I was unable to speak to anybody. So okay. I would just get discouraged and I'd go up there by myself and just write in my journal. And one day that's what I wrote in my journal that I was going to give a voice to other people. That's where the idea came to me was, well, if my voice ever comes back, instead of writing songs inspired by just me, I'm actually going to reach out to people and give them a chance to inspire my songs. And wow. as a songwriter, you typically write about your own life, right. you know, or the world through your perspective. And this became a real game changer. Thousands of people since then have written and shared their life stories with me. Over 40,000 people have shared their story. Every single day for the last six years, somebody has sent their story or placed it in my hands at a concert. Like Fish Fest, I guarantee you somebody will walk up to me and say, I want you to read my story, and uh, it's been the real honor of my life and a crazy journey creatively as well as, you know, getting the chance to be a part of people's lives that way. It's pretty special. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Christian singer-songwriter Matthew West here on the Mulberry Lane Show, talking about his music and how other people's stories inspire his music. And then even with social media, it kind of came at a perfect time because people are able to communicate so much easier. That's exactly right. You know, I think social media is a great indication of the state of so many of our lives. We're like craving these outlets to be heard. 
yes. to be seen and to be known. I think a lot of people are desperate to know that their life matters or that their story matters. Right. And mm-hmm. what that tells me is that if we're seeking out that outlet on social media, that there's so many people who don't have anybody around them in real life because social media is not real life. Right. There's so many people who are walking through their life every day and they don't have anybody around them saying, hey, your story matters. You matter to me. You're loved and you're important and you're significant. Otherwise, why would so many people be sharing their story with me? And, and the reason I say that is because a lot of people would share the deepest parts of their story. Say, I've never told this to anybody. And but they so, felt safe with you, though. I've wondered a lot of times about that, but I just felt like, you know what? Maybe this is just for that. Maybe this is about more than music. Maybe God gave me this idea because this would be a way for me to reach out to somebody and let them know, somebody who's discouraged or depressed or maybe even thinking about ending their life, which this has turned into so much more than songwriting. Right. You know, we get somebody reaching out to me saying, hey, I'm, I'm contemplating suicide. I'm not scared to tell anybody. And our ministry is able to reach back out to them, help them get the resources and connect them to a counselor that can help them through that difficult time. And we're literally seeing lives be saved as a result of simply just asking the question, what's your story? Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So now as you've watched this kind of evolve and come together, talk a little bit about how you chose what stories you would tell with your music. Well, that was one of the big question marks I had, is all of a sudden I had thousands of true stories coming in, and I was like, now what do I do? And so, sort of to take the pressure off, I just simply, one by one, I read story after story after story, and and when a story would speak to me, I would wind up picking my guitar up, and I would start singing, you know, and sometimes it was words straight from that story, like when Jordan wrote to me about his struggle with drug addiction, and, and the first sentence of his story said, hello, my name is Jordan. And I'm a drug addict. And I began writing this song, Hello, My Name is Regret. I'm pretty sure we have met. And, uh, of course, the song um, launches into the, the truth, which is, Hello, My Name is Child of the One True King. So, you know, with a lot of my songs, when I'm singing them, I see a face and I see a story and a name behind that song, whether it's Renee, a single mom, who had to learn how to forgive a drunk driver who took the life of her daughter. She inspired my song, Forgiveness. Whether it's, uh, you know, a girl named Brooke who battled with cancer and uh, asked me to write her a song, and and she inspired a song on my new record, songs like Strong Enough and Day One and Grace Wins. They're all inspired by somebody's powerful true life story that impacted me enough to pick up my guitar and hopefully write a song that captured the essence of the redemption they found Uh and the second chance that they found and the hope that they found in God. So now you focused on the redemption part of the story. You know, that's uh, that's a good point. I think my goal when I'm writing a song in general, whether it's my story or somebody else's story, my goal is to be real and authentic. Okay. And I want to be real with the pain of life because, you know, if we ignore the fact that we're all going through difficult things, you know, then there's nothing to be but fake, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think the world doesn't need to listen to fake music right. and the world doesn't need to see people who are pretending everything's okay when right. it's not. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's my job to be just as real with the hope and the redemption. I think that's one of the things I noticed. In every story that I read, no matter how hopeless a certain story might have seemed, there was always a glimpse of hope. There was always just a flicker of light. Like, not all hope was lost. Like, somehow, some way, God was going to redeem this situation. So I think that's my job as a songwriter, is to not neatly wrap every song like a 30-minute 1950s television sitcom, but to really be real with the pain 
but also feel that there is hope. There is always hope. It might be a glimpse and just a little sliver of light, but if you look and if you wait and if you trust, just like in my own surgery, in my vocal cord surgery, in my own trial, that's what I realized is even when I felt like all hope was lost, I still found a peace that I didn't understand. And that peace could only come from one place. And, and that's ultimately what every one of my songs points to, the source of that peace, the source of that hope. Got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from multiple Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Matthew West. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. I know I'm not strong enough to be everything that I was supposed to be. I give up. I'm not strong enough. Hands of mercy, won't you cover me, Lord, right now I'm asking you to be strong and lifestyle back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane thanks for keeping it here on the mulberry lane show brought to you by braddock finnegan dermatology in the middle of a chat with singer songwriter storyteller matthew west now he's been nominated for multiple grammys had many other awards including songwriter of the year and some dove awards in the first part of the chat you heard all about how matthew turned other people's stories into songs And when he started telling other people's stories, his life changed. Let's get back with Matthew. Getting all of these stories, was there ever a point when you actually felt like it was a little bit of a burden? Like, how do I help these people? You know, how can I make these people's lives better? At a certain point, I was like, what have I done? You know, and I think that's really when it started to turn the corner was when people were not just writing to inspire a song, but they were writing to me to kind of, bear their soul or ask for help. I mean, when Rob reaches out to me at my website and says, you know, I see that you're collecting stories. I was just at your concert. Um, I raised my hand when you asked if anybody, you know, wants to have a new beginning in their life, but now I need help. He, He was addicted to heroin and had just gotten out of jail three days before my concert. His mom bailed him out on one condition that he come to my concert (laughs) and so little do i know there's a drug addict sitting in the crowd at my concert um next to his mom Mm -hmm. hating every minute of it until god knocks at the door of his heart like i believe he does for all of us and he has a life-changing moment but he he knew he needed more help and he needed to get into a recovery center he reaches out to me and says i don't have any money i don't know where to go can you help me Mm -hmm. you know that's when you start to realize okay you know, am I really in this to impact and help people in their lives, or am I just trying to write a hit song? And, you know, when push came to shove, I realized that, you know, a lot of times we get an idea to do something in our lives, and we only have a glimpse of what the real purpose is, you know. And so I may have asked people for their stories thinking this was just about writing songs, and now I've come to realize that it's about so much more, and I'm thankful that I've had my eyes open to see that. And But you had to accept that part of it. Yeah, I mean, I could have run from it, you know, but what I did instead was I ran towards it. I'm not saying, like, oh, because I'm some kind of hero. What I'm saying is because that's, I think, where I found true fulfillment, you know, because... Uh-huh. I've had hit songs before, you know, I've got a record deal, and, you know, people come and see my concerts, so a lot of my boxes have been checked in terms of my dreams and goals. That still leaves you empty, you know what I mean? What, what really fulfills you is when someone shares with you, hey, 
you know, this song that you wrote about forgiveness, man, my wife and I are here at this show today because we were on the verge of divorce. And every time I turn on the radio, that song came on and I realized it was time for me to forgive my spouse. And now we're celebrating 25 years of marriage or something like that. When you hear that, you get ruined for ordinary. And so there becomes a greater purpose to what you're doing. And that's why, I mean, above all other genres, I love all kinds of music. I write country songs. and But, man, there's just something about when you put a little light in your song, man, people find that light. And it goes out into a dark world, and people have the chance to be encouraged by it. And I think when you add in real life to it, there's a chance that it could really impact somebody in their real life, in their very weakest moment, to let them know that they could keep going. And I'm sure at the end of the day, that's more fulfilling to you than any a word really yeah that's the best part at the end of the day if my kids look at their dad and say you know my dad was most concerned about getting a number one song then i probably screwed up somewhere along the line you know so hopefully my kids see that there's a greater purpose to it all and they'll apply that to their own lives whatever it is they get into and then you have a team around you right kind of a ministry team that can also help you with these letters and messages that you get yeah yeah my dad actually and my mom helped me we're kind of a family operation but i started a nonprofit, and my dad helps me big time and he's a minister uh, right yeah my dad's a preacher and uh-huh. uh and so i asked him to quit his job after pastoring <laughs> for 38 years at the same church and now he comes on the road with me and he'll be in omaha with me i believe and uh, a lot of times he's there to help people who come forward a lot of people come and they want to talk to somebody or need to pray with somebody just need some encouragement and my dad's there to help me with them and pray with them. So it's pretty neat to work together with my parents. I bet. Going to jump in here. If you just joined us, you're listening to singer-songwriter Matthew West here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You have two young daughters. I know you tour a lot. So how do you balance fatherhood and the music and the touring and everything? Well, that's probably one of the biggest challenges, to be honest with you. Um, a great example is where I'm calling you from today. I'm uh, on vacation with my family, and there's times where I've got to, you know, dip away from the pool and, right. <laughs> and, and, and make a call. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough balance. I have the kind of job that takes me away from uh, home a lot. And what we did to remedy that was during the earliest years of my children's childhood, we homeschooled. Okay. for about four years and uh, we spent those four years on the road together as a family my kids saw every state in the u.s and uh that's, <laughs> that's it an education like great, in itself yeah one great big road trip and so that was pretty cool and now they're in school and it becomes a different challenge but we just try to take special vacation time to really catch up on the time that we lose when i go on the road and um it's a delicate balance but sometimes i have to say no to big opportunities because at the end of the day, man, I, I got to remember that that's what my first ministry is, my wife and my daughters. And sometimes I forget that, if I'm being honest, you know. Uh, yeah. um, and I, I don't want to forget that. I wrote a lot about that on my new record that I'm putting out in September. There's a song called The Beautiful Things We Miss that's going to be on the new record. And it talks about, like, it's just my heart cry saying, like, God, I don't want to miss it. Like, the song says, open up my eyes before the beautiful things we love become the beautiful things we miss, you know? It's really about not having that regret when you look back on your life. Did I spend too much time working on my career and uh, when I should have been loving on my family? Yeah. Well, Matthew, can we make a deal? Yeah. When the album is out in September, you have to come back and we'll chat the new album. 
Oh, I would love that. Absolutely. Anytime you guys have me, I'd love to be on the show. As long as you sing. We as will as sing as you on again if you come back. That'll be our part yeah. of the deal. <laughs> yeah, you guys got skills. I like it. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your honesty and your story, your musical journey. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I think I'm more excited than I ever have been to be getting on stage these days and sharing those stories and songs that have meant so much to me. So we're excited about the Fish Fest. It's always great to come to Nebraska. You know, I try to get a skate before I oh, leave. yeah, you got to do it. Good for you. But I love people <laughs> in Nebraska, too, and we're going to have a great time, and I uh, hope everybody will come out and join us. Sounds right. great. Thanks, Matthew. All right, bye, ladies. Multi-platinum artist Matthew West. Catch him at Fish Fest this weekend. When we come back, it's the lead singer of the band Unspoken, Chad Matson. Keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. you covered the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane well the guys in the band unspoken who traveled a musical journey from endless touring trying to make ends meet to watching their songs like lift my life up and start a fire hit the christian charts and start a momentum that shows no sign of slowing down now chad the lead singer of unspoken is here to chat about the latest release follow through and give you the scoop on their upcoming concert at Fish Fest this weekend at Falconwood Park in Bellevue. Unspoken follow through, sharing music real and true. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. How are you? Good. Great to have you with us. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys are heading this direction this weekend. Fish Fest. Tell us what people can expect from an unspoken concert. Well, we have been working very hard trying to create a bunch of great songs that we can feel confident playing and building a, a good live show. And so I think for us, there's a lot of energy for sure. There's a lot of different styles of music for sure as well. A couple of our guys are from Latin America area and a couple of us are from the States. And so we pick genres and music that we all love, that we all grew up on and try to add that into our music as a band. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. It's funny soulful and then obviously you know it's soulful and even different sense of the word in regards to just the spirit of God and we're, we're just using music as a tool to preach the gospel and point people to Jesus and so we have a lot of fun doing it. Talk about your personal story because you you know were caught up in the drug culture you've turned your life around so talk about how that led to doing the music you're doing. Well, it's funny because I was hoping that I was going to grow up to be a uh, basketball player, and I was just too white and too short and not good enough, so it didn't happen. (laughs) Um, God had a plan for me, but growing up, my mother is a great kind of classically trained singer, um, and her sisters had a group and kind of traveled around uh, the Northeast where we're from, but none of the kids had any musical interest or talent that we knew of, you know. Music was just not a part of any of our lives. So what was the name of your mom's band? Uh, It was called Undivided Hearts. 
so it was uh, four sisters. Wow. Four sisters, yeah. Because you know we're four sisters that sing together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard they didn't have a record deal or anything. It wasn't really, I think, as they got a little older, um, so it started okay. kind of leading worship at church, and then, you know, they traveled around New England and stuff just playing concerts. And I remember going as a kid thinking that, you know, they were great. It wasn't my style of music, but the harmonies were tight. It was all good. So we've had a lot of harmonies in our music as well. Sure. Big-time vocals, you know. There's five of us and four and a half of us can sing. Okay. Um, (laughs) We have a lot of fun with some vocal moments. When my life kind of fell apart and then God put it back together, he put that desire, that passion, and and I I could always sing, but when I really gave my life to the Lord, it was like God supernaturally touched me. And not only did me his anointing, but he also enhanced my gift. And so that was pretty crazy, you know, to see uh, right before my very eyes. Did you take that as a sign that this is the path you were supposed to be on? Uh, sort of. I mean, I think if I had known what the path was going to look like, I probably would have failed. Okay. Um, I mean, it's been a long journey. You know, we've been doing this for 14 years. But at the same time, and I say that half kidding, half not, God only shows us, you know, what we need to see so that we can keep pursuing Him and keep running after Him. And, and really it helps us at that point not make it about a career or a specific job or a specific gifting, but really to make it about Him. So in one way, uh, in most ways, we're grateful for the journey that we've been on and the struggles that we've gone through because it's certainly continued to show us our need for God and how pursuing Him is the greatest goal. It's not to sell records or get on the radio. That's part of it, but that's not the most important part. You're hearing from Chad Matson of the band Unspoken here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now the current album, Follow Through, this takes a little bit different turn and you worked with some different producers. So talk about the process of this album coming together. I mean, I didn't want to make a record number two, a copy of the first one. Okay. You know what I mean? I wanted to do something different. I'm a big fan of Lauren Hill from the Fugees. Uh-huh. She always talks about if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, it's a biblical theme as well. But just talking about how all of us are evolving, we're changing the things that we're into so I never think one record should be a repeat of the last record. I think it should be an evolution. And so, you know, we kind of sat down and just said, hey, let's write whatever we want to write. And so we wrote probably 50 or 60 songs for the record. Wow. Most of them weren't great. They were okay. They were good. But we picked, you know, the top 14 ones that we liked. Again, our record label was like, let's put out a record, you know, with 10 songs. And we said, there's more than 10 songs we want on this record. So we did an extended version and released both of them at the same time. But, okay. I mean, you've got African rhythms, Latin rhythms, you've got hip-hop, you've got rock singer, songwriter, worship, um, just a thread of soulfulness kind of going through it. And process was just write songs that we're passionate about and explore different avenues and different genres and have fun with it. It's interesting writing music for the specific Christian market. And, and I think I turn on the country radio and I get kind of bored yeah. and honestly sometimes to turn on the Christian radio get kind of bored because of the themes all seem to be the same but the guys who are really writing songs from a new angle and a different perspective and kind of putting a new twist on it that's the trick Chad Madsen with the band Unspoken you can catch him this weekend at Fish Fest and then join us next weekend where you'll continue to get to know Chad and the music of Unspoken keep fighting the good fight. Keep letting your
all the artists you've heard today. You can catch them at Fish Fest this weekend at Falconwood Park in Bellevue. And Chad, thanks for bringing your unique musical journey. Who else do we need to thank, sisters? Well, we got to thank multi-Grammy-nominated artist Matthew West. Matthew, thanks for sharing your story with us today, especially in light of the fact that you are always sharing other people's stories. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> From being told you might never sing again to singing other people's stories, your path has definitely been inspirational. And you can tell Matthew your story and find out more about his project at MatthewWest.com. Allie, who else? Okay, well, big high fives and power chords to John Cooper, frontman of the band Skillet. They're headlining things at Fish Fest this weekend. John, thanks for being so upfront and honest about your journey into music and why you like to forge new paths for Christian music. Yes, and you guys, you can hear the second part of the interview with John next weekend. We'll be here. You'll be there. And Allie, wrap it up for us. Yes, so we hope that you enjoyed today hanging out with us and hearing our themed show this weekend, which was the genre of Christian music. No matter what faith you are or not, we hope you enjoyed these interviews where the path of music is sometimes followed for a greater purpose than just yourself. So three different artists today, three different musical perspectives on that. We hope you meet us next weekend here on the Mulberry Lane Show where every musical journey is respected. Same time, same place, same couch. Next weekend, same sisters. Same microphone. (laughs) Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Every time you love just a little, take one step closer, solving my